So, uh, Maddie, uh, last night, ugh, tough one. It was frustrating to watch, and uh, you know, when you watch a game like that, uh, it's uh, it's kind of hard not to feel and act well, well, like this. Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Something vexes thee. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. It's Maddie and Patty. Coast to coast. Call off Christmas. From Brooklyn, this is Pat McMenamin to San Francisco. It's Matt Youngner. Say hello, Matty. Hey, Patty. You're you're really in a, a place right now, huh? Uh, well, you know it. This is this is dark times, my friend. Uh, welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour. We are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs, Browns, and Tribe. So, if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective, well, you've come to the right place. Uh, Matthew, I am very vexed. I am vexed. Very vexed. Uh, as you may have heard, the uh, brilliant and renowned villain actor Alan Rickman passed away this uh, last week. So I uh, thought. Did you call him a villain actor? Kind of. Come on, let's be honest. I must. I mean, his most memorable roles are as a villain actor. He's he's a brilliant actor, but he's most well known. I think, frankly, most celebrated for, rightfully in many ways. I mean. Can you think of a better villain actor than Alan Rickman? Name one. Who, who plays a better villain than Alan Rickman? In more in more parts, probably not. Just, just they're so yeah. Maybe there's one singular role, but I, honestly, it's it's hard to compare it to uh, to Alan Rickman's uh, villains. Christopher Lee, maybe. Yeah, that's so classical, though. You know, it's, it's also like, not really that good an actor. I don't think. Yeah, it's 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 almost like cult, you know, kind of thing, as opposed to Alan Rickman, who is just like, like gleeful in his villainy. He was so perfect. Uh, you know, so anyway, he passed away last week, and I thought it was only right to start this somber podcast, following what is easily the worst Cavs loss I have ever witnessed, uh, by honoring. Uh, arguably, his greatest villain role, the Sheriff of Nottingham. All apologies to Hans Gruber. Uh, but Hans Gruber didn't exactly cancel Christmas, so I, I, I think uh, I think the sheriff gets the nod here. Um, because Maddie, uh, that is exactly how this game made me feel. Like the sheriff of Nottingham here. Potent, yeah, you were you were mad last night. Potent, potent, yet powerless, and in a mood to fight everyone and everything, which is probably why I picked the fight with you. Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, but don't don't act those, don't act so innocent. It was me or your wife, I guess, right? Yeah, pr- pretty much, pretty much. But you chose you, wisely. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, I think you kind of wanted it, too. You wanted to fight, too. Well, you in particular, because I think you finally admitted that I was right all along, which yeah. is gratifying, very gratifying for me, and actually put me in a better mood. I'm in a pretty good spot right now, all things considered. We'll see about that, Maddie, Mr. Inconsistencies. Uh, they're going to add up on you, buddy. Uh, uh, it's hard to, hard to square your previous positions with your current position now, but we'll, we'll get to that. I'll do it for um, you in a bit. We'll see. Uh, well, that may, well, may have not been the worst home loss from a statistical perspective. I am hard-pressed, Matty, to think of a more devastating curb-stopping 
from a psychological perspective. I mean, here the Cavs are trying to convince the world and themselves that they can beat the Warriors. You know, over the finals, we were down two of our big three. Uh, Christmas Day, Kyrie wasn't himself yet. Plus, we were on the road. Now we have last night. Um, so, you know, as we just alluded to, in a highly entertaining reversal of positions, uh, last night I was the one wallowing in despair. You were more inclined to take the optimistic route. But, I mean, start me off, Maddie. Did you not just bear witness to the worst regular season Cavs walloping in your lifetime? It, you now take me off the edge. I've been spending the whole season trying to pull you back from the edge of despair. You pull me back from the edge of despair now. I think it probably was the worst loss for all those. I mean, just the, the, yeah. the pure, the diff. Hmm. And how much it meant. Like, just all the... the no, 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 the... no, I'm saying just from an actual beatdown perspective oh, okay. and everything that went into it. I, I, I don't disagree with you. It was a rough one. But... But? Uh, but? You said but. What was the date of the game? What date did it occur on? Well, it was later than November when you were pissing your pants uh, on this podcast, very podcast. But uh, it was it's January, still January, January nineteenth. Right, one game. Yeah. Um. How long until the playoffs? We got a couple of months, money. A couple of months, three months, I think. Right, right. Three months. Three months. Three months. It's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think the the perspective that says don't freak out here is if you weren't freaking out in November, I don't think you should freak out now. Really? I I find that interesting only because, you know, obviously I was not freaking out in November. I was concerned, disturbed, worried. And to me, this is a cumulative cumulative effect of all these things we've been talking about. You know, certain things not getting fixed, and we're going to get into this. Uh, but that- so I have the same level of freaked out now as I was in November, Patty. I'm scared. I'm scared that the Cavs aren't going to be good enough. The league has moved on from them. The formula they thought was going to win a championship isn't going to win anymore. The Warriors so are way better than they never outpaced them. The Spurs are doing the so same. I was worried about that then. I'm worried about it now. Nothing about that game changed any of that for me. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Nothing about it. But so that's my point. So, so you're you're not freaking out from the standpoint of we were already dead and fucked. No, I already knew. You just came. You just got onto no, my that's, page. That's, in okay, the book. That, that's my point. You just so, got onto my page in the book. Pat. Wait, wait. So, so Maddie, Maddie, so Maddie, your optimism is false optimism. You, the not reason false why optimism. you're the reason why you're sanguine and the reason why you are you are uh, uh, not pr- disturbed by this is because we we're already dead. No, I was. This, are, is your, this, already, is your, this is your point. This is your selling point. You're you're, pull, you're pulling I'm me back from the brink of despair. I was already freaked out. You had your head in the sand. You finally got your head up out of the sand. This is what it took. The worst loss in team history for you to finally fucking get your head out of your ass and realize what I was talking about. Uh, I was at the same level of, of, of concern. Now, wait, 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 you back into are you, things are being you, not are so you terrible. Dis- are you despairing? You 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 were in like full flow, full fledged despair mode. Not a single positive to speak of. You were you it, well, it, not it, a which, single which, positive to speak of with with our front court. Yes, PT. Yeah, which 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 was fueling me, which was driving me to pl- provide the counterpoint of you know not that you were wrong to point out these shortcomings. There were obvious shortcomings. There were problems. There were a big problem. Uh, I had reason to believe that they were, one, fixable, because these are the same players that were on our team last year that did great things. Uh, we have the same coaching staff. Um, but then how do you square it with what we're watching on the court? And it's getting, it, to me, it's getting, it's getting closer and closer to the, one, trade deadline. The, this is around the same time last year that we made the big trades. Uh, uh, well, about our season around. Several weeks after, but still. 
Was it? No, I thought it was uh, around the 17th, I thought, that we made the big the first big trade. And then uh, I think tomorrow I think it was night. It was, I think it was earlier than that. Well, we'll have to look this the up. The J.R. Trump trade was much earlier. Mm. I think it was within a couple of – it was definitely within a week of each other, Maddie. If not a couple of days. I think Mozzie was like a week ago. No, no, no. no, no, no. I was reading somewhere the Mozgov anniversary is coming up. It's coming up. The anniversary of his first game is coming up. I think it might be this tomorrow night, actually. Um, So either way, this this is the month when we made our big trade, right, to to reverse our fortunes last year. So this, to me, is the moment of truth in our season. This is the last chance we really have to do something about it. And, and, And that's what I'm getting at, Maddie. Uh, I think that's going to be the, the theme of our podcast tonight. Um, so, so, so let me let me do a, a quick rundown. I mean, the first to to to, to lighten things up here for a second, Maddie, and a merciful bit of good news: um, the Brown season has ended since our last podcast. Whew! Hallelujah! One thing off our plate. Jesus Christ! Uh, it, honestly, they've been up to some interesting things. Things that are worthy of our valuable comment and reflection. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the usual heavy dosage of despair. Uh, so, so we're going to get to that in the second half of, t- of this podcast. Uh, but first, let me set up the Cavs agenda that's going to start off this podcast. So like our last podcast uh, was before the, the Christmas Day Golden State game. And we've just completed a stretch of games that saw close but potentially encouraging losses against the only teams that matter, uh, Golden State uh, on Christmas Day in San Antonio last week. Uh, we had a thrilling overtime victory in Dallas. We also had a very encouraging curb stomping of uh, the Raptors uh, in the East. Uh, and, but, but then there were these two horrendous blowouts in Portland and, of course, last night. And those, have, those feature heavily in, 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 in my mind because they, they, there's some common themes there that I've seen in the other games. Um, we want a bunch of other moments. games in there too, Pat. Oh, oh, absolutely. But those, to me, don't matter as much. Uh, uh, you know, the teams we beat, eh, we should have beaten. Yeah, we beat them well. We, 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 we destroyed them. That's great. But I feel like those six games are the ones worth mentioning, if that's fair enough. Uh, well, but honestly, no. we should beat every team in the league except the Warriors and the Spurs. And, mm-hmm. and on the road, that's questionable. And so it's really just that one loss. The one, the one crazy loss to Portland and the way we lost it. Um, yeah, but the way, that one doesn't bother me. But the way we lose, uh, we'll get to that. But the way we lose these games is what bothers me, and I'll, I'll get to why those, that did bother me. Um, uh, all caveats aside, um, but the question today for po- for, the, for this podcast is, uh, which we'll discuss all of those games and everything, all the different facets of the Cavs games through the um, uh, prism of this question: Can the Cavs win a title? Can they with this roster? Or can some kind of schematic change in the coaching make, make the difference? That, so that's the framework we're working with. And I, I think you and I can both agree that the Cavs' title chances hand, hinge on a, a little bit of yes to both of those. <laughs> changes to the scheme and to the roster a little bit. But I think it, from our uh, uh, arguments uh, before the podcast, uh, I believe you're going to push harder from the roster side. I'm probably going to push harder on what Blatt should be doing. Um, and again, we're not just talking about last night's game, uh, that'll feature heavily because it's on our minds, but it's going to feature on the past 13 games since our last podcast and what they tell us, if anything. Sound good? Yeah, I'm in. All right. So Matty, I, I think we should start off with, uh, Timofey Mozgov. Uh, I, I'll just, I'll start it off by just saying, um, I, I picked him to talk about first. Cause to me, I think you agree with me on this. 
he's the biggest problem in the roster and the scheme. Uh, he was the glue that made our defense really start to fucking work last year. Uh, he was the reason we were able to still compete with, you know, love out. Um, and it, even this season, his inconsistent play shows how important he is. We are just a completely different team when he plays like he did last year. So uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on the, uh, the bear night? Where, uh, where do you think his inconsistencies is demonstrated most on offense or defense? It's kind of equal parts to me because on offense, it's just exaggerating more. He always had, you know, weak hands. We joked about how he, he, he knows he has iffy hands and he wants to work on it, you know, next year, except it's only gotten worse. It's gotten worse. His it's way hands. worse. Way worse. Like you just, you can't pass in the ball with any kind of, uh, you know, last night he actually he actually started the game off pretty pretty I well. I was super encouraged with him at the so beginning. So encouraged there. early on. It was like, oh, that's great. Except for, you know, but again, he had the defensive breakdown in that first fucking possession. Yep, on the alley oop to Bogut. And I, he's he's just out of position. He's not. He's just slow to rotations. He's not in position, so he's not going up at the right times. And then he's making dumb fouls because he's getting in his head. I don't know what to think. Honestly, it's it's hard to say whether which one's worse. I I think honestly the offensive side. Uh, is worse. Um, if he fouls himself, he fouls and, he, and, he's, and he's out of the game and we deal with it, right? It's the fact that he has these just brain-dead turnovers. So I, I, I go with offense being, being the biggest problem. Uh, but the point is, the reason why we need, him to be, we need to be okay on offense so he can do what he's needed for, which what is to make, our def- doing on defense. Yeah. To, make, to make our defense whole. Yeah. Yeah, it's, both have been bad, honestly. I, yeah. Defense might be more frustrating to me because I feel like that's totally in control. I think he's got bad hands. He's got bad hands, right? Yeah. He has to adjust accordingly and not chuck him the ball in those situations. And that's frustrating and ex- much more limiting for what his and our ceiling can be. Yeah, and, and, and you ignore that. Also, I mean, if, you, if you play him that way, then it, it makes our team so much easier to guard because they can just sag off, you know, Mozgov or at least like give him enough space to fuck up, right? You know, yeah. he'll, he'll gum up the spacing. Yeah. And it makes it impossible to play him and TT together. Yeah, absolutely impossible, which is so crucial to the fact that we were to win two games against the, the Golden State last year. Yeah, but, uh, but. I, I think our, the defensive end is more – in general, our, our defense is more worrying to me. Yeah, I mean, just general, the, the deeper defensive issues. Yeah. I yeah, that, that's more concerning for me because that's what we hung our hat on in the playoffs last year, honestly. Mm-hmm. And the hope was sort of just if you get Kyrie and Love back, you know, offense will, will take care of itself. But as long as we have a strong defensive identity, we're the only team that really – and we really slowed the, the Warriors down and did it on Christmas Day too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and we keep saying that the Warriors figured us out last night. Like they said, they said this is the same thing on, on Christmas Day too. Uh, uh, I agree with you on this. That I think that was mostly just the Cavs just 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 shitting the bed and not the Warriors figuring anything out. Oh, I mean, they started off just hitting everything, and we, you know, folded, which is another we folded biggest. immediately. That's what it felt like to me. Inst- instantly, we well, we we came back to fifteen to eleven. We're like, all right, cool, all right, cool. We withstand the first push, and they did the exact same thing again. When, that, when they pushed the lead back up past, 11, past 10, after we were within four, within like less than a minute, we, uh, we just broke. We just broke. The rest of the game was just wide open. We, we were done. 
Right. And, which, and which to me, problem. Pat, is, is why I'm not freaking out so much about yesterday. Hmm. Uh, I mean, if, whereas I, I, I do just, freak, I do freak out because I worry about their, 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 you know, right. Their psychological, uh, their psychological strength. Resilience. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know. I, I felt like we saw enough from them in the playoffs last year that that's not what's going to cause it. Like, I feel like when, when it gets down to it, we'll be in a place where we have our shit together for that. I think. Okay. Query, query, Matt, query, Matt. You just, you just cited last year is evidence for why you shouldn't give up hope. That has literally been my entire argument to you this year about not being totally despairing. Concerned, worried, but not despairing given the fact that we have the same guys and they've demonstrated that they've, they've, they've proved they can do that. So we can, there's reason to hope they can get back to that. So just, just pointing out, you're using the exact same reasoning I've used on you in the past. Yeah, although I think I'm just just talking about the will to play hard versus uh, skill set and athleticism, which is what my concern is. Which is that even last year's you know effort wasn't enough. Yeah, even if we had Kyrie healthy and Love healthy. Yeah, that's yeah. my word. I mean, this will. I'm gonna get to this last this last kernel uh, later in the podcast, but uh, uh, let's tuck that away. That, that 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 is a fair point and one that I'm certainly concerned about, and I share your concern about. I've always shared it. I'm just not willing. I'm not willing to admit it yet, because what's the point of watching the games if you admit that, uh, or or believe it? Frankly, you know, I mean, certainly it's something you can worry about. Well, uh, there's a but, there's a point still there. Yeah, it's certainly a point. Something something to be concerned about. Uh, I'm not willing to be like, eh. We're done. I'm not willing to say there's, there's no chance yet. Because what's the fucking point <laughs> of enjoying a good basketball team? No, listen, it's not. We are one of the three or four teams that could win a championship this year. Mm-hmm. That's still possible. It's hard. We got a hard road to hoe for sure. And there's a bunch of things to be worried about. Uh, but it's not, it's not impossible. I'm yeah. just as worried now as I was in November, which is mm. worried, but not, I'm not, not over. And there's, things, and there's things that can be done. And I will get into that in a little bit, I guess. Some of that is roster construction and yep. yeah, we'll, we'll, that we'll is get how there. we use it. We'll get there. Um, yep. Yeah. You know, nothing I was going to say, you were saying about like the two or three teams. I mean, I think it was Chris uh, fuck, Towers. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the, the name of the guy. Oh, wait, here he is. Uh, yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris Towers is a CBS uh, fantasy writer. Um, he had put the, 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 the poll out of, you know, wh- what tier are the Cavs on? You know, if, if Golden State and San Antonio are, are, are in the top tier of one and two, right, where do the Cavs fit? Are they on that tier? Are they on a tier of their own? Or do they share a tier with the Clippers and OKC? Mm-hmm. What do you feel about that? I think they're on a tier of their own above OKC and the, and the Clippers. Okay. I feel like we're actually with the Clippers and OKC. Um, well, I mean, we'll get some. You know, we play the Clippers on Thursday, right? Yeah, no, exactly. exactly. We're going to find out. And more importantly, uh, uh, I think I think not putting us putting us above them, I think, gives us too much credit and them not enough. Uh, uh, OKC is a good fucking team. And yeah. the Clippers have I remember run- handling them without Kyrie and Shumpert. Do you remember that? I, I, I do. I do. Absolutely. Uh, but I also remember a lot of horrible things happening to the Cavs that we made excuses for. So I'm sure they could make the same excuses. So I don't count them out at all. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, they have enough talent, and they are playing better defensively. I, they're playing better offensively and defensively. I feel like they've, they've played 
uh, under previous coaches. I feel like there's they're they're a dangerous team. The Clippers also dangerous team. They are also a fucking basket case that can just blow anything at any time. Uh, you know. But the point being, I feel like that sounds like our team, Maddie. That sounds like the Cavs, a really fucking talented team that could be anybody, but could also just blow it in a moment's notice and just get blown out of the gym. Does that sound like the Cavs? That that sounds like that. That, that to me, that sounds like that tier. But but I agree. Yeah, I, 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 they... I feel like I feel like we're better than those two teams. I feel I feel like we're three. We're firmly three. If we're gonna do that, but I feel like we're certainly if it's a tier. I feel like we aren't. We aren't clearly above them. All right, but, I, I disagree. I think we're clearly above them. Okay, I hope I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I, I, this is how I mean, honestly, who, who cares? Down. It doesn't matter. Those teams aren't going to be in the finals. As I said, the only teams that matter. Maybe Spurs OKC, if Durant goes bonkers and he's capable of it, can get by the Spurs or the or the Dubs, but the Clippers can't, man. I I don't know. I just the Clippers, the way Clippers played last year against the Spurs. That's my, that's my point. They, they 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 can go crazy at any point. Is is my whole thing. Yeah, uh, and the Spurs they have, are better than they were last year. Yeah, yes, ish. No, they are. They're uh, we'll better see. than they were last year. We'll see. I mean, I'm uh, telling you, they are better than they were last year. That's 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 it. Kawhi's made a leap, and they have Aldridge. And the Kawhi's certainly made a leash, uh, leap. Uh, and Aldridge, they, though, and they make bench guys out of fucking thin air. So that's that's that, they always. They everybody's always, worried their depth was sacrificed. That doesn't really seem to have been an issue. They always do that. The, the big thing is that. And Parker looks better. Parker Parker's healthy, but my whole point is again, that's an old team, and you can't count on that. That that still being healthy. Um, for sure. I mean, they, listen. That's I mean, that's another reason to hope is shit happens too, right? Yeah. Like we went in and had our two and three guys go down in the playoffs last year. That could happen to anybody. Curry still has weak ankles, as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he's been injured a lot this year. Uh, although he looked uh, pretty good last night. Um, all right, uh, before we move off Mozgov, uh, TT versus Mozzie in the starting lineup. Uh, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? We, we, we've had a couple games where, where uh, TT was starting for, for like three or four, ga- five games in a row, and then t- uh, Mozgov started the last two nights in a row. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't think it matters. Well, I, I feel like – Unless it, it's psychologically to, to – I don't think TT cares. Unless it's psychologically to Mozgov, honestly, I don't, I don't care who starts. Honestly, I, I, I like the idea of us being able to just change who the starting center was based on the lineup. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't I, bother me at all as long as the players can handle it. I mean, that gets I feel like Mazda, something we'll talk about with, with Blatton a little bit, which is if do we have terrible communication with our players and mm-hmm. do they not know what's going on? And if that's the case, then that's something to worry about. But in general, I agree with you. I'm plug in whoever. Yeah, because at the beginning of the year, I was hoping we would do a thing like this where we would say, you know – Mozzie, you start against, you know, the marquee 6'11 and bigger centers, the guys who are big, big post presences, who are big threats down low. That's really only like, I don't know, like a dozen teams in the league? Yeah. yeah. If, uh, and let TT start against everyone else, and Mozzie comes in as that, like, just, just dominant fucking crusher, but it just hasn't worked out that way. I'll tell uh, you th- I'll take it a step further with that, Pat. I think we might want to think about not starting love if we if we get to the finals and play the Warriors. Oh, I, I, you 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 paint me as the you know love defender, uh, you know, and it's only mostly because I'm a, I'm a proxy, you know, uh, what is that proxy? What's the wrong? What's the what's the right phrase? A uh, a fool? 
Uh, a foil, yeah, foil for you. Uh, Not foil, foil fool. fool. I said fool. I think, I think, I think you, mis- you mispronounced the word foil, Maddie. Uh, you meant to say yeah. foil. It's foil. You, you meant to say yeah. foil. Who's the more foolish? The fool or the fool who follows? Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, you know, I, I was being more of a foil for you to just sort of defend because you were so down on him. Uh, and, you know, last year, you and I were kind of on the same page with Kevin Love. He was disappointing, but you know what? I feel like we're not seeing what he can do. This is going to get to my uh, uh, Blatt stuff later. Uh, I still feel like we're just not putting in the right positions. I mean, look, clearly a lot has to go on uh, on Love. Like, just fucking play, man. Like, just, just fucking hits shots. Like, he was terrible last night. Oh, awful. Just the fucking worst. And, he, and, and, and oh, the, 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 the vine they had of him on that horrible oh. defensive play where he just, like, kind of ran this way. and Oh, my man's out this way. I'm going to start running this way. I'm not going to bother like stopping or anticipating movements and just, just walt. It's just, just now I will say, I will also say the same thing you're about to say, I think, but go ahead. Oh, that was in, that was almost everybody last night. Yes, exactly. LeBron was horrible rotating off. TT was not good at it. The whole team was shit. And it again, a, it was a total team breakdown, which again, for me is a reason not to, freak out so much i guess but why is the whole team breaking down this is getting to my point my my emphasis on on the coaching why is the whole team breaking down so fucking regularly it wasn't for for example for example so what so regularly is twice this no 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 no, that that, but well well, well, where the whole team has broken down i'm gonna all right i'm gonna break mm, portland in this game you tell me the other game where the whole team broke down Fourth quarter, maybe that San- Wizards game that we fourth, lost. Yes, also fourth quarter, San Antonio. Look, I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about being blown out of the order. I'm talking about massive breakdowns across multiple players. For example, the San Antonio game, fourth quarter. I'm gonna jump ahead here. I didn't watch this game, Pat. I was in Israel, so you'll have to. That's my. That's my point. I feel. I feel like you'd be with me on this if you'd watch the fourth quarter. I wish I could like like export and send to you portions of games I've recorded on on Directv. If anyone knows how to do that, let me know. Um, uh, but I watched this game like three days after the fact. I missed the game when it happened. Um, I watched the fourth quarter after having seen all you know this this uh, Sports Illustrated breakdown and every single Kevin Love breakdown. The Kevin Love breakdown, I, I like. They're not wrong. Kevin Love's terrible at defense. He had bad defense in almost all of these plays, or at least inadequate. Like, he wasn't good enough, like, even from a physical perspective. I get that. That was never the point with him. But what upset me was boiling the whole game down to Kevin Love being attacked. The entire game until the fourth quarter, Kevin Love was actually doing a good job, solid job. Not like being amazing defensive presence, but he was holding his home. Own. Uh, against Dallas, he blocked uh, a Dur- Darren Williams on a switch where Darren Williams drove to the basket and tried to make a you know layup. Love blocked him. Then you can say, oh, Darren Williams is washed up. But Darren Williams, late in that same game, worked TT and scored a basket in a really crucial situation. So, like, Kevin Love isn't totally worthless on defense. And I think he can be at least a just sub-minus defender. Uh, uh, the Dallas game, I thought, to me, demonstrate what he can do on defense um but but in this game kevin love was being attacked is true but the rest of the team was fucking terrible all the rotations this guy did not talk about how he didn't say like oh these guys all hit their perfect spots but kevin love was the one 
who was left – no one was hitting their spots. And I think a couple of situations, uh, J.R. Smith, uh, uh, Tristan Thompson were really off their rotations. Le- LeBron also off rotations, just, just playing very poor defense. And then Kevin Love was the guy on camera at the end getting scored on. Like right, Kevin Love's, you know, and, I, and I feel like the, the, the Cavs in general have had these lapses in defense where they just stop focusing. Um, you know, it didn't happen in, in the Dallas game. They were focused. They were locked in. I was so encouraged by that. So that's why I'm not despairing entirely. You know, and Dallas is not like a, you know, a world beer team. They're not going to go anywhere. They're not, they're not a title contender. All, all, all right, Pat. So hold on. Your point here is that the Cavs have moments of not lockdown defense over the course of the season. Frequent. And, and concerning, particularly against particularly in primetime moments against good teams. When the going gets tough, this team folds. Is my point. That's okay. my well, big hold concern. On. Hold on, that's two. That's two different. That's two different. The, the, this team has got folded when the going got tough once this year. That was last night. Oh well, twice at least with Portland. Well, the going wasn't tough in Portland. That was that was the second night of a back to back after they just lost a tough game on Christmas Day. And they mailed it in. I don't think the going was the going was not tough in that game. They just, they just mailed are, it in. No, come on, man. Come on, come on. Don't get don't give them that. These are excuses. You come in. The going was tough against Portland, a shitty Portland team, on the second night of a back to back after they just expended a lot of energy and that emotional game. That was one of the more predictable losses of the season to me. I think. I, but that's my point. This is this is supposed to be a great team with great talent. This should uh, not happen. Hold to on, me. hold on, though. Think back to the, oh, end of the season. Oh, you know, your whole your whole talent conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, that. no, no. Now I'm going to make a different argument for you here, which was the regular season doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, we can win 50 games and come in third place in the East, and it doesn't matter. Maddie, then why play LeBron and Kyrie? Sit them both. If you're going to play them, there's no reason why even tired and, and not caring, you can't – again, my, my point about the Portland game, which – yeah, I'm going to jump ahead again already here, but my problem with the Portland game was not that we didn't play hard and hit shots or all that stuff. Like that, that's all understandable. We didn't run any fucking offense. We didn't talk or run any sets on defense. We didn't. We didn't have a plan. We just kind of walked out there and ran the motions without actually having any kind of a plan. And, right, which and, is what and, happened last night. Right, and my concern is, and this is what goes back to Blatt. Uh, and again, I'm not saying we were talking about this last night. You're saying fire Blatt. No, obviously we can't fire Blatt. There's no I didn't point. say fire Blatt. Or you, you were no, you didn't say we should fire Blatt. You were you were uh, intimating that I was suggesting we should fire Blatt as my only solution. That's not an obvious. That, that's that's not a solution at all. That's not an option. Um, it might be at the end of the season um, if things keep going. Oh, as I they suspect are. if we don't win a championship this year, Blatt gets fired. I think. That's uh, this possible, we'll see. We'll see what's else, what else is out there. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. My, I, ha- I have plenty of faith in Blatt, but at least um, uh, currency with Blatt. Like, I'm willing to give him a long rope, uh, but I'm very skeptical right now. Uh, and more importantly, I'm, I'm very critical of what he's doing because good coaches coach teams that when, you know, the going gets tough, right? The shit gets hard and, and, and you're back on your heels. You go into habits. The habits we go into are the worst fucking habits in basketball. We ISO, we hero ball, and we stop playing defense. We stop talking. We stop communicating. We just start talk, yelling at each other. 
like that's what you're describing as a LeBron problem, Pat. This this might be a big this might be an issue. Now LeBron's a really smart guy and understands this stuff. I I I have enough faith in LeBron that he's going to at least like figure this shit out or at least like uh, 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 come around. Seeing seeing the results, he's not he's not a he's not a fool. He's a very he's one of the smartest basketball players you know out there, right? Uh, uh, you know, intellectually, he's a very is a very high basketball IQ, very high IQ in general. Uh, you know, he I don't see this being you know, insurmountable, but he can be stubborn. He can have his, he can be set in his own ways and he can certainly be set in his own habits. Um, and that's what I want to get to in the, in the next part of this Cavs conversation. Um, you know, I, 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 I think, I think you get what I'm getting at here, which is that I'm concerned that when shit gets rough, when we are on the back of, you know, all the excuses pile up, you know, we're in the second night of a back-to-back. We're on the road. We just came off the road. Uh, this happened. That happened. Uh, 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 we just revert into the worst style of basketball. Whereas I feel like when I watch the Spurs, or the Golden State Warriors, and whatever night they're on, you know, occasionally they'll have bad nights. Sure, everyone has bad nights. And those things can, can add into it. But they at least run offense. They at least, like, run their principles. Our principles are, you know, nothing. And, and I think that has to – I put it on Blatt, but you're right. I certainly – LeBron, you know, shares part of the blame. Yeah, I think you're overreacting a little bit. <laughs> what do you think it is then? <laughs> I think they had a so, shitty game, man. I think they came out super hyped. They got punched in the mouth, and they just got frustrated, and they didn't have, they didn't have it. That all right, and it's, I, I, it's unfortunate, again, I, but I don't think that that uh, I don't think that means that they're not tough enough. Or they don't have what it takes. That te- this was one of the toughest teams mentally that I can remember last year in the playoffs. Man, they pushed through some stuff that would have worn out other teams way earlier than it than it did us. So I, I, I'm just saying I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it with them. Just to, to, to quote, to, you know, to take your page right. I'm worrying about it now, Maddie. Are you worrying about it? You're not worrying about it. You're, you're just yeah, everything's I'm not worrying fine. about that. Everything's I'm fine. worrying about that we're just not good enough. Yeah, okay. that's those are different concerns. So your concern is an unfixable concern. My concern is a they might be able to get this way. They might not. My concern so, is fixable, just not within the context of this season. I don't think. Mm. So you're you're giving up on the season? That's what you just basically told me. No, Jesus, Pat. Can you listen dude, to anything I said earlier? I, I listen to what you just said right now. My concern is that this roster is convinced. You didn't say Mike. Just can't. You just said can't. All right. Well, that's not what I meant. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. I'm I think there gonna, is a chance that I'm, we're I'm, just, I'm not going to go ahead. Full board, not good enough to beat the Spurs or the Warriors in, in a series. I think that's possible. And that's, that is my concern. I don't think it's impossible for us to oh. beat them. And I think we're capable of playing way better. It's likely. It's likely that we can't <laughs> beat these guys. But, yes, I, agree. I still agree it's possible. So I'm, I still have hope. Maddie, you still have hope? Yeah, for sure. Of course. All right. Uh, let me get through a, a couple of different things before we uh, get back into our flow here. Um, all right. So one of the things your brother in particular, Johnny Youngner, has been, uh, Jesus, stumping for constantly incessantly oh more andy time yeah more andy time like, like i love andy Virgil. i i have his jersey i feel responsible for you know we, 
We haven't talked about this a lot, but Maddie, I, I have, I, I have a, uh, a, a closet full of jinxes. Maybe you should buy a, a Curry jersey. Ooh. Should I do that? Maybe start using this power, Pat. Um, uh, 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 you just find a used one on, on eBay or something. And- loyal listeners, should I buy a Curry jersey to jinx him? Because let, let, let me let me lay out the um, just let Saul wear. Let it me, lo- let me lay out let me lay out the jinx it. here. Uh, 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 so the the first jersey I bought, I think, was a Verazao jersey. Uh, shortly after LeBron left. No, 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 actually, before LeBron left, actually, I bought a, 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 a Luke – I didn't even buy a jersey. I asked my dad to get me a jersey, and he bought me a Luke, Luke Jackson jersey. Mm-hmm. He bought a Luke Jackson jersey. Like, in the preseason that he was clearly going to be cut. And I was like, yeah. Dad, Dad, he's going to be cut. It was an amazing jersey. Uh, I gave it away to a friend of mine. It was the same as uh, Shaq's jersey. Uh, and then, you know, you know, Shaq happened. Uh, then I got Verizhou. Uh, and then Verge, I proceed to get injured every single fucking year uh, for the next four or five years. Yeah. Uh, then I got uh, Deion Waiters. I was just super excited about that. No, I'm uh, sorry. I also got Elgowskis. Uh, maybe in his last year, I think the year that he got traded away, or sorry, he, got, he got cut and then re-signed, and he was just not the same guy, and it was bad blood, all that bad shit, and we ended up losing. Uh, then I got Verizhou. Then I got Deion Waiters. Rough. Then I just got this. The beginning of this year, I got Timofey Moskov, and Timofey Moskov has not been the same. He's been horrible. Been real bad. Manny, I, I don't know what. Should I just get? You know what? I should just get a, a Mark Price jersey, right? Just just some kind of like. You want to kill the poor man? <laughs> just, I, I want to wear. Should... I want to wear Cavs gear for games, Maddie. What can I wear that I want to jinx the team now? I I, I whatever I wear, I'm fucking them over. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh fuck! You nailed it. I think I have to, go, I have to wear Hot Rod. Uh, I'm going to – Maddie, I'm seriously, before the week is out, I'm buying a Hot Rod jersey. I think you should. Uh, or, or at least, is it, is it crazy to buy a jersey for Hot Rod, a custom jersey for Hot Rod, in the current team's colors? Would that yeah, be the a, right mix? That's, that's crazy. That's crazy? I should only get old school cash. Yeah, it's a real jersey. Real jersey, not, not like – Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I like the whole, I like the, I like our colors we got now. That's my problem. Anyway. All right. Um, so trip more, so, Andy so time. more Andy time. Should, should we be playing more? I think, yes, I think we should be playing. I, I frankly, I think we should be entertaining the idea of just like taking Moscow out of the lap for a couple of weeks and just, just work with him off, off the court and like give him, get him away from the pressure and just like start playing with him and say, Hey man, just, 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 Take two weeks off. Like, be in practice. Stay out of the games. I know it's going to suck. It's going to feel weird. But just, like, just work on this stuff. Don't worry about it. Maybe psychologically it's that's worse. I don't know. But, like, we got to try something drastic to just, like, help him feel right. I, I, I've seen some – I saw one tweet. I could not find it for the life of me uh, Googling earlier today that he mentioned briefly for the first and only time some reference oh, to some personal, personal problems. stuff. Yeah, I know what you're talking so, about. So I don't know what it could be. His wife, his family, who knows? Russia, Jesus Christ. You know, that place is a it's fucking Nazi Germany in the 21st century. <sighs> you know, so who knows what's going on with him. But just, like, like give Verizon more time to get him ready because we might need him when shit come, you know, push comes to shove. And he's been okay. 
he's not been great at all. He's not been what I hoped he would be this year, um, even when he's been playing, uh, contrary to your brother, John, who, who thinks he's Jesus Christ. He's the solution. Um, he's the solution. All, he's exactly. Uh, but, like, you know, I, I, we should be playing him more. Absolutely. He needs to get in the rhythm. And LeBron might do better, I don't know, with Farage out there. He's just – he needs to get more play. Bottom line, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him play some more minutes, even if uh, he's going to be used spotily in the playoffs. Let's get him mm-hmm. up and get him get him ready. I'm I'm with you. Agree. He shows some goddamn heart out there. At least. God damn it! Yeah, absolutely. He didn't play great last night, but Jesus Christ, he's one of the only fucking Cavs he played. He's with any flying around heart. out there like a flying around. He's he trying fucking hard. He was trying. He and Jr. were the only people showing heart last night. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's right. Ugh. All right, so Maddie, uh, uh, Mozgov, uh, getting back to the trade stuff. Uh, do you trade him or keep him? I don't know what we. I mean, it all depends on what the trade is, right? Like, I don't know if he's a throw-in. Sure. Who's who's interested in him though? It's it's a contending team. We don't really have assets to add to anything right now, right? We're out to our twenty eighteen draft pick, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's like that plus him for something. It's is. It's, it's to, to a non-contender. Otherwise, you're looking at contenders who want a rim protector. What are they really going to get back to us? It's an expiring contract. So, you know, t- t- tell me a package and I'll judge it. But just on its on the surface, I just – we'd need to get him back if we traded him, unless we're making a separate deal with the Haywood, the Haywood exception. Uh, that, that, that's my whole point is that and like – Bo Williams or something for somebody else in our – so – That's my you know, point. Given the right I, I, trade, I would trade him. But he's I certainly expendable, but the point being is that we're trading low on him. Um, yeah. we, we need someone that he can be. Yeah, that fits his Which, profile. There's no one else in this roster who can do that role. Can no. Play a role. So we need to get a, a, a shot blocker back in any kind of deal, even if it's like a you know three or four you know piecemeal deal. Yeah. So and I just don't think it's going to happen, and we just we're, we're kind of fucked. We have to hope that he comes around. So we have to do everything possible to make sure he comes around by the playoffs. That's it. Doesn't matter. He can, he can suck the entire fucking season. It's the whole point. No, I think that's right. Outside of uh, uh, somebody getting bought out and coming to play and signing with us or, I don't know, maybe a Markeith Morris situation, I think our roster is going to be what it is. Yeah, which is, which is weird. I mean, we cleared the space by, by trading uh, poor Joe Harris. but uh, Yeah, yeah. We're going to see. Um, all right, Matt, let's move briefly on to uh, Love. Given love, uh, not briefly. This is, this will be nah, we've covered circuit. love a lot too. I don't know that we need to rehash a bunch of stuff. He, not too uh, much. I, I have a few things to cover. But the, first of all, if, if, if most of our listeners probably have heard about love's comments, um, they may not have actually heard love's comments. So I'm going to play in full the the reporter's question uh, and his answer uh, that caused a lot of uh, consternation, specifically that he was calling out LeBron saying LeBron, uh, our leader had to look in the mirror, you know, first. And so certainly how it was spinned. Uh, let's listen to how, uh, what Kevin Love actually, actually said. And, and then we'll have a few more words about Love's demeanor in this interview. Let's listen. Well, this came to measure like, of where you guys are against Western Conference. Um, you know, we got beat up on our home floor. But, you know, I think a lot of things went wrong. A lot of things that we need to clean up in, in, in our preparation, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, they're a better team right now. We, we definitely have a lot of things to get better at, and, uh, you know, that's going to 
know, take a lot of guys uh, you know, looking themselves in here and um, you know, it all starts with our leader over there and he's on done. Gall starts with our leader over there. He glances in the direction of LeBron, which everyone points out. Um, what did you make of that, Matty? Yeah, not so. I think that's a whole lot about nothing. I agree. I, 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 I honestly, you, if you watch the clip too, it, it doesn't do justice over, over the podcast. See his face. I mean, he's just beaten down. He's. I mean, he he looked like me last night. For God's sake. <laughs> I mean, I, I can imagine how I would feel actually playing in that game. Um, you know, he, he just didn't want to say anything, you know, because he was upset and didn't want to complain about the team or anyone. I mean, it's also uh, an acknowledgement of all of us need to look ourselves in the face from the gradient, from the mightiest of us to the, the least of us, right? Yeah, and, and he's acknowledging that LeBron's our leader. Like, not like, you know, hey, it's, no, all, it's all LeBron's fault. It's more like, hey, like, this is our leader, this guy over there, you know, you know we got to take a direction from him. He's, he's going to get better. Like, he wasn't saying, like, Hey, it's all it's all his fault because he's a leader. It's not. It, it, he was just he was just giving his nod. He was giving his like due to like the leader of the team. Honestly, I think he was talking on the top of his head. So I, I think it's a big nothing burger. But yep. means love, love. You know, we'll skip through his offenses, Stephen. We talked a lot about that. Um, I'm gonna skip ahead before I get to my 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 uh, uh, numbers on him. Uh, Matt, do you want to trade him or keep him? I don't think we can trade him during the season right now. Mm-hmm. No, certainly. Agree. Uh, I don't think we can. I think, we, I, as I said, I think this roster is the roster we got this year. We don't make it. I think he's the piece that we trade if we want to try to change things up. I don't think it's Kyrie. Right. But the point is, trading him doesn't make any sense, honestly, unless, unless uh, uh, we make him look better. And, and make it feel, you know, like a tougher call. Does that make sense? The way he's playing right now, if he pushes away the rest of the year, uh, we're going to – Oh, you're just saying he's not going to have the value. That we'll he, won't have, he won't have the value and we're going to regret it. Uh, um, I don't know. I think people still believe in him. Hopefully. I mean, we'll silly. see. We'll see how he shits the bed terribly. Clearly I do. Then, um, it's, then it's a different story. But I, he'll have trade value after the season. So even as bad as Love has been playing – and he has been playing really, really bad lately. Um, and I mean, really bad. Like, I mean, he's 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 been a, he's been in a huge slump since December. Um, last two months have been a massive slump, just after his hot start, right? Yeah, um, he's been real bad. Uh, Fear the Store has had an interesting ta- uh, uh, post on. Um, it's actually about whether Kyrie Irving has hurt Kevin Love, and that's what's focused on. It's ba- the answer is basically no. It's just you know, Love has been slumping. Uh, and they and they used it to, started before Kyrie came. Yeah, back. exactly, exactly. And they separated out. It's really smelt well done. But they do point out one other thing about Love, which is his teammates' efficient field goal percentage with and without Love. Pretty much to a man, Kevin Love on the floor makes every single fucking Cavalier a better shooter, and that is not nothing. That is what spacing does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo Williams is a twenty percent better shooter, efficient field goal percentage, with him. Jefferson, 19%. LeBron, 11%. 11% better with Love on the court. Uh, Iman, you know, 4%. Uh, JR, 3 Only Delhi and Irving are uh, slightly, slightly worse uh, with Love on the court, uh, which is I, 
given the given the uh, the rotations, I think uh, a matter of sample size more than anything. Um, so that's one thing to consider uh, with anything with Love. As bad as he is, he still has value to this team. As bad as he plays personally, his reputation, his threat, his spacing is still important. Um, another uh, uh, interesting comparison I found was. We talk, you, you talked about how much better the Spurs are this year. The, the big thing they did was they added Aldridge and they got lost a lot of guys. And they're still – they're probably – I agree with you. They're better than they were last year. Um, but Aldridge isn't really the reason – Aldridge has not had a good season. I mean, not compared to what he did in Portland. Certainly not compared to Kevin Love. Their stats are – so here's two players. One player is averaging 16 points. Nine rebounds, uh, 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 one and a half assists, and one block a game, roughly less than a block a game. The other one is averaging uh, almost 16 points, uh, uh, ten rebounds, uh, two assists, and just under a block a game. Who's who? First, first is or second. First is Aldridge. Second is Love. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, 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 another one. Uh, um, one guy. What, their, what were their field goal percentages, Pat? That's an yeah, important no, could, piece of information. Oh, I left that one out, Matty. Yeah, I'm 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 expert in, uh, in, in cherry picking stats. Cherry picking stats is a media member. Classic libertarian. As a media member. Oh, please, Classic please, libert. Oh, 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 libert. Oh, libertarians. <laughs> like, like this is not a tool that every single person in the media Love uses. Love cherry picking those libertarians. Oh yes, yes. It yes, could yes. all work. Mm, yeah, yeah, like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Just like the stimulus, just like you know, the the economy crashed uh, under the uh, the uh, uh, sequester. Yeah, it totally crashed. Um, so yeah, we had uh, 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 so uh, for one player, the team is seven point seven points better per possession when they're on the floor. For the other player, the team is five point three points per possession better when he's on the bench. I mean, obviously, I'm setting this up. Yes. Uh, uh, Lo- Love has a better impact on his team. Uh, a points per possession, you know, on the court, average over the course of the season. Uh, a, a pretty clear distinction difference. This is all, again, from Chris Towers uh, at CBS. Um, I find it interesting. Their stats are the same. Or it's very similar. Uh, 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 field goal percentage, obviously, a little bit better for um, – uh, uh, Aldridge. Aldridge. Uh, I, I don't have the efficient field goal percentage because it would be higher. I think a little bit. The, the, the numbers would be closer with Love because uh, Aldridge doesn't shoot any three pointers at all, uh, whereas Love does, and Love shoots at thirty six percent, which is not great, but is you know uh, uh, good um, for certainly for a power forward. Uh, not good for Kevin Love. But the point being that um, even if you, if you give the field goal percentage in, if, if I could have e- efficient field goal percentage, I think it would be kind of uh, uh, comparable. Um, they're having very similar seasons in terms of, like, not amazing impact. Um, not a single person is railing the, the way we are on Aldridge. And if you'd watch the Spurs game, Maddie, LaMarcus Aldridge was completely fucking invisible the entire game. He had like four possessions. Like he was as visible certainly as Love was. Love had four possessions where he had big points, big big buckets, and certainly had big you know possessions towards the end where he got exposed on defense. Um, I, I I find it interesting that 
Love gets the kind of focus he does even this year um, that Aldridge does. That Aldridge does not, frankly, um, despite having very similar numbers. So love is the problem or it's not a problem, Pat? Which one which are you picking? Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about is he as big a problem as we're making him out to be? And you're saying less. Less. I think he's a problem. I think or, – or is he the problem or is the coaching the problem? Is the scheme the problem? Uh, is he a little bit more difficult? Is his skill set a little bit more difficult to coach, put it that way, or difficult to, to, to work in? Meaning he gives you more options, but you have to use them well. If you don't use them well, then then his, his, his base – if you boil Aldridge and Love down – to a death match, right? Who's going to win in a fight? <laughs> like, Aldridge. Pure yes, of course he's going to win. <laughs> he's, 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 he's clearly got uh, uh, more clear athleticism uh, than Kevin Love. So Kevin Love's athleticism is much more specialized, is my, is my point, basically. Uh, so you have to use him differently. And that kind of gets more into my complaints with, with Blatt and the offense. Okay. So I know I've been talking a little bit here, so bear with me, fans. I know you're you're happy not to listen to Matt too much because uh, clearly he, he yeah, takes that's the all. consistent feedback we get. Fe- the feedback we all get is that Matt just takes all the I oxygen. I talk too much. He talks way too much. There's not a patty in this podcast. Um, but to, to, uh, let me lay out my point as fast as I can. I'm just going to blow through it, and then you 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 push back. Um. As I said earlier, there's no offensive sets at all, like at all, run during the entire Portland game, during the fourth quarter of the Spurs game, uh, and none last night. I mean, if there were offensive sets of run at all, they're they pick and rolls, which is Mike Brown level shit. It's yeah. nothing. Nothing is actually happening. There's no shit happening. When we're on our heels, the ball dies, we revert to hero ball. Um, the best we see is the Blatt's uh, parameter weave, which leads to nothing, which is weird. It's, it's supposed to set up a, a and mask a bunch of off-ball picks, but none of that's happening. Yeah. They run the weave, they get confused, they don't know what to do with the ball. It's just, he's, I don't know, either they aren't buying into it, they aren't smart enough to figure out. I've seen, I've seen on the you know, uh, uh, basketball breakdown videos that uh, Coach Nick does. If you ever watch his videos, they're great. He did this for, for Blatt earlier, before last year. The kind of sets he ran in Europe, you could see the plays he runs and the plays his players execute out of that you know these aren't like world-class players these are like second tier players running these plays i don't get why we can't do that unless maybe i'm just wrong about Blatt's system and you know uh, nba defenses crush that and just take those options away it's also very possible i i, I don't i don't know um but i don't think that's true i think i i think those schemes could can work, and that we've seen them work. That's my point. Is I, I just, I just, I just don't, I, I, I don't, I believe they can work, and I just don't. I Do don't you think know why. Bagging last night, or every night. I've never seen the weave work ever. Have you seen the work? No, no, no. no. I'm saying. Do you think we intentionally we sandbagged? We intentionally did not. Uh, no. Show show what we could do last night. No, although I, just I, I have a theory that Blatt is 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 holding some stuff back because he's trying to be cute. Um. It, I don't have a problem with that, by the way. I agree to an extent, except that if it never works in the regular season, I don't know how it's going to work well in the postseason because I never saw it much in the postseason either, Maddie. Now that could be because of the, the personnel, but like, yeah, our postseason got pretty 
you kind of have to get, first of all, the Spurs and the, the Warriors run this shit all the fucking time. They keep ch- interchanging which play they run, which sets, which picks, which this. So you never know what's coming. You never get rested. It feels like it's, it's in their nature. We don't, it's not in our nature. When, 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 when we're forced to, with our backs against the wall, we go to hero ball. So that tells me that we're just not, we're not comfortable with it. That's always and, been a LeBron thing, though. I mean, that was true even in the championship years in Miami, wasn't it? Did he ever really get away from that? I thought that was the whole thing. How he grew was, was, was learning to play post-up and to play off ball uh, more. Maybe it's just more. You know, maybe I've grown, I've grown greedy. Um, but LeBron's a smart enough guy that he should see what the other teams that are cry- – that's what I'm hoping from this game. That LeBron at least, like, sees – these are two games that are these two teams that completely outclassed us, right? Two teams uh, that completely outclassed us. Yes. I'm not. I, I don't. I mean, again, I didn't get to watch the Spurs game, but from what I read in the final score, it doesn't seem like we were completely outclassed. We were in that game until the very end. If we had gotten a rebound off of a, those missed free throws at the end, we there was a true a non-negligible but, shot of winning the game. That, that doesn't seem like outclassed. Well, it seems like we lost a close game on another team's court in the middle of a long road trip. Uh, I certainly felt that way after the game. I was encouraged by the, the Spurs game. I was not discouraged by it, but this game makes me look back at all the flaws. Yeah, and I, think you're just, I think you're reading everything through the lens of this game, and I don't know if that's – Well, no, I, I, think that's perfectly, I think that's perfectly rational and reasonable uh, given, given the state of things. Uh, in particular uh. – you you see the perfectly habits. understandable. I don't know that it's perfectly rational. <laughs> you see the habits that form. That's rational. You see the habits that form, and you get concerned about them, and you wonder whether we have the mental fortitude to break out of those habits. These are bad habits. The habits that the the Warriors and Spurs have when the time going is tough are good habits. They are strong habits that will help pull them out of desperate situations. Right? We don't have those. Our, our habits are to go to hero ball, which just digs the hole further. That's my big concern. I think that's, that's reasonable, certainly at least, or rational. That's but that seems, that seems the most uh... dark of my, my possible. No, 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 no. Things. I think that's, that's the one that can be overcome. They have three months oh, oh. to, what, to what? get on the same page and figure that stuff out, right? 100%. That's why I'm carping on it now. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's, those are my biggest concerns. I mean, but yeah, we were saying. I I do think this is a lot of this is LeBron, and I, the thing is, he's such a smart guy. I just feel like at some point he's going to get this that he is so much more dangerous off the ball. Like Curry is one of the. Everyone talks about how Curry and Kyrie are 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 hand in hand the best ball handlers in basketball, right? The mm-hmm. best ball handlers, best penetrators. They're so amazing. How much of the game is Curry playing off ball or handling the ball? It's like fifty percent, right? Yeah, I mean, he does not beat up the. I don't. You can pull stats on this, but just visually, he does not beat up the ball like Kyrie does, or like Kyrie did last night. Certainly. Right. LeBron and Kyrie are are you know arguably equally dangerous in different ways than Curry. Uh, you can certainly argue that Curry is more dangerous than either of them. Fine, but the point being, they're equally certainly within the same conversation as being dangerous, right? Offensively, with the ball. sure. With the ball, off the ball. Why on earth don't smart basketball players like LeBron see how dangerous they can be off the ball, how much that stretches a defense to have to follow the ball while following, for example, Kyrie and LeBron yeah. running, running off-screen action? 
How hard is that for, for Blatt as a offensive-minded guy who we've seen do, do really smart, brilliant stuff run action off this? So he, he, here, here are the four things I want to see us do. These are my big four things. If I, if, I, if I can carve out concrete things to look for in the next couple weeks of action. I'd like to see off-ball screens with LeBron in motion, not just in the post. I want to see him moving. When he's catching the ball, he's moving and going for the fucking dunk. I want to see that at least four or five times a game. We have to do this more often. I want to, see more, I want to see more what we saw at the beginning of the season. Love posting off of double screens. Most of the guys who post, like, for example, those, those posts, those brilliant posts they showed of uh, uh, how terrible Love is posting, you know, uh, post defense against, uh, uh, you know, Tim Duncan uh, in that in – that, Tim Duncan got the ball like off double screens. There was great, brilliant double screen action, giving the ball and Love in a bad position. He was recovering. And then he got in a position. Love got in great textbook position. He couldn't stop him because he's, you know, Kevin Love. <laughs> the point being, Kevin Love can score off a lot of guys, even athletic guys, if he gets the ball and they're not in position. And you do that by doing double screens, uh, off-ball double screens, especially if you're worried about LeBron and Kyrie. No one's going to be to Kevin Love. We should be doing more of that. Agreed? No? Agreed. No, I'm with you. Kyrie LeBron pick and rolls. Have you ever seen this happen? I don't think no, I've ever seen it happen. I don't think they've ever run it. I, Not this year, anyway. Is, is this insane? What the fuck? These are the two weird. best finishers in the game. Easily top five. Wouldn't you say, well, I'm the top five, including all the dunkers and stuff. Top ten. I think I put Kyrie in the top ten of finishers in the league. Sure. Including, including, you know, Andre Dumman type who just can dunk and nothing else, right? Top sure. finish in the league. Kyrie's up there. Top 10. LeBron clearly also top 10. LeBron can set picks. Kyrie is a great handler. Why haven't we seen this once? I get it. You know, maybe they're doing a practice and they're just waiting to un- uh, uh, unleash this on the finals. Uh, and I sure as God hope so, but why aren't we doing it? Oh, that? that'd be nasty if that was true, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be? Because if it's not true, it's fucking atrocious. There's no excuse for this not happening unless – am I crazy? Can LeBron not run – finish in the pick and roll? I agree. Like, it's super weird that they don't do it. I, it just seems insane. How can you stop that? I don't know how you can stop that. If you had LeBron and, and Steph Curry, wouldn't you be doing that every single fucking play the entire Correct. game? Correct. Um, I also want to see Kyra playing more like Curry. Why aren't we doing more off-ball shooting guard screens like we, like we used to run for Mark Price, who is you know arguably as good a shooter – is 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 Kyrie or I'm sorry, vice versa? Kyrie's as good as sure as is Mark Price, I think. No, yeah, uh, he may yeah, be as good as, good as, good as Curry, but that's dangerous. The whole point is teams have to adjust for that. Well, look at the way we played defense against Curry. We gave them so much shit because we threw the kitchen sink at him. If people had to like adjust their defense and get out of their comfort zone, you know that's why Golden State is so dangerous. They have three dynamic players that can kill you if they get the ball in space. The defense has stretched themselves over, and they overcommit. They make mistakes. They have, they're in bad position. There's no reason LeBron, Kyrie, and Love can't force the same issues on defense, uh, on other defenses. We just, we just don't. We make ourselves so much easier to defend by doing this dribble, 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 ISO shit. Yep. Yeah. I agree with all of these points, Patty. All right. Um, I, we've already had an hour, so I've, I've gone past my, my, my promise. But, you know, we've, we, we have a lot. We had a month of shit to cover for, so. I feel, I feel justified in going along tonight. All right. Should we go to the Browns? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, anything else we want? Let's make sure we haven't covered everything else that we haven't. Oh, I have one here. thing I want to say. Which yeah, yeah. Is, I don't. Th- listen, I do not think Jr. should have been thrown out of that game. I didn't really have a problem with him running through that pick that hard. Foul call, fine. If you really want to do the flagrant one, fine. The ejection was totally unwarranted to me. But if your thing was, I think this. I'm worried about this game getting out of control. It's chippy already. Uh, I wish to God the NBA refs had had the common sense to do that in the Celtics-Cavs series last year before they let that get out of control and it ruined our, our chances of a championship. Uh, I, mean, I mean, frankly, frankly, the way they called this game, I think, made it more likely that this shit was going to happen. Yeah, the, uh, uh, I didn't appreciate it during the game because I, w- I was focused on other things, but people on like in the Cavs, the blog comments were furious about the refs. Oh, I mean, I, 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 I you, you and I both have opinions about this. I, I really hate to find myself in a situation of defending, or at least har- harping on the refs, because I have, I have a tendency to do that, so I'm trying to fight it. But I've seen a lot of people pointing out, like, uh, uh, even when it's not like the Cavs, like these are non-Cavs fans, just saying the disparity league-wide, every single game of how refs call um, contact fouls on Golden State versus what they let Golden State get away with is incredibly disparate. It's it's it, Golden State can maul the shit out of you, but you cannot fucking touch them. Is how refs are calling this, and it gets that way when refs just fall in love with certain kinds of play, certain players, certain kinds of play. And I don't understand why the Cavs, for example, just don't have that kind of love from these guys. Yeah, um, especially when you consider like how disrespectful Draymond Green is on a regular basis to, to refs. Oh, he's the worst. He got his first technical of the year, by the way, the other night in his in the blowout against the Pistons. Did not carry yeah. over. What the fuck, man? It's just, it's just so aggravating, and it makes it so hard to watch basketball when, when certain teams just get, just get passive. They, they get different treatment. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how to deal with it. I mean, certainly this game last night is not going to change that because of how, um, you know, JR played. Um, and, again, the, the JR foul is bullshit. It's not, but I expect that to be – honestly, I don't know if it's going to be reversed, honestly, because it's reputation alone. I don't even think no, the consensus. I didn't like that. Like uh, Jason Lloyd said, of course that's what he deserved. He got it. I mean, I think just, didn't, just, didn't Jason Lloyd say it might be reversed, but like after the fact, but, he said it could be reversed, but could be reversed, but 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 like you know, it's, it's not surprising given his given I his. I disagree reputation. with it completely. As somebody that used to run really hard through picks and pick up basketball, I think mm-hmm. that's just that's what you oh. should do. To me, to me, I disagree with you last night when you said it's not a flagrant at all. I was like, ah, it's a flagrant one. He, he that that was clearly in the replay. If I mean, he got you. called for a flagrant one for that in the playoffs last year, right? That's my point. Yeah, and, and, and was it Draymond? Uh, I was. I don't even know who it was. I I thought it might have been Bulls against the series. the Bulls, or God, even the Celtics. I can't remember at this point. But I remember it was definitely it was uh, Jr. Uh, running. It was really definitely hard. Jr. running hard through a screen and getting called yeah. for it. And I remember just listening to like Chris Webber say, "I'm not sure I've ever heard of anyone getting called for a flagrant yeah, for running yeah, through a screen." Yeah. Like, eh. Chris, you weren't watching that game, I guess. God bless you, Chris. Okay, exactly. Um, so, just yeah, Jesus. Well, uh, get ready to get better about that later in the year. Exactly. Um, All right, let's thing, go to the Browns. What? Not, not quite yet. I have a few other things to get to briefly. Oh my God, Patty, we're gonna go two hours. Not two hours, just briefly. Uh, one, are you a little weirded out by Mo on Instagram? 
Uh, a little. I mean, he's got this personal issues, not playing, and the weirdness of acclimating with playing time. Uh, it's all weird, but it doesn't really affect us because he, ever since the first couple of weeks of the season, he has been a, a minus for the team, which is why we were all worried about signing him. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm I'm fine with the signing. If he's our third point guard and third shooting guard or fourth shooting guard or whatever, there's yeah. Uh, one thing I do appreciate about David Blatt. Um, is that uh, there's a great story in the uh, 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 all of the press, um, uh, mostly I think through uh, 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 Jason Lloyd. But uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Blatt apparently called for LeBron in his office wearing nothing but a towel, and LeBron was like, "Coach, seriously?" And he's like, "Yeah, come on, like I need to come in here." And they had a meeting in his office, and then LeBron came back out and was like. Damn, that man was naked. Now, what's interesting is that, like, I mean, you know, basketball players are naked in the locker room the whole fucking time, but apparently it's, like, really unusual for coaches to take a shower and just be naked in the locker room. And LeBron was just not cool with it. Which I just – I like the idea of, like, David Blatt, fire pilot. Yeah. Walking in the locker room naked with impunity. Um, that's, I, our, that's our magnificent bastard. That's our magnificent bastard. Uh, Maddie, my final point – um, about the Cavs. Final point um, is Kyrie. We didn't talk about him much at all, aside from using him in certain offenses. Um, I said at the beginning of the season that the Cavs could win the title, might only be able to win the title if Kyrie is the MVP, mm-hmm. not LeBron. I said that back when I was worried about LeBron not being the same guy, and he's clearly been much closer to what he's been over his career this season than he was last year. So uh, we've completely forgot about to this that. point last year. Yeah, certainly. Um, and even last year he played amazingly, but he did, was not the same physical force. Let me say in terms of like his athleticism, I feel like his athleticism is much higher this year than at any point last year. Do you feel that way? No, mm, I think he got there by the end of the year. I felt, yeah, I felt seemed tired of me. I just never saw him do the high flying shit that he did this year. Anyway, my point still stands in the sense that, um, to compete with these historic teams uh, in the Spurs and Golden State, we need Kyrie to hit that next level that LeBron has been talking him up to. Totally agree with you there. He's got to find a way to like transcend what he's playing right now, which is a great all-star, obvious all-star, you know, top guards in the league level right now. He's got to transcend that. And the point is that he can. He's got that in him. And that's that's Cleveland's hope, honestly. More than anything, Maddie. More than the whatever whoever he signed with the uh, off uh, amnesty. More than what we do with Moscow. More, more than what Love does. More than what Blatt even does. Honestly, it comes down to Kyrie. Yeah, I, I think he's, I think is the X factor for us. I don't disagree with that. He's he's got to take a leap for us to for us to take a leap. Agreed. So listen. Uh, uh, upcoming schedule. I don't know if when we're going to do the next podcast because who knows. Um, but we have a game against Brooklyn tomorrow night on the road. Better be a win and for a the, nasty win. I hope so. For the record, I'm not going. Uh, I'm going to an award dinner, which is hilarious because it's an award dinner for the program with which uh, I've been working for, which is no longer operating at, in the uh, 
in, in the same capacity. <laughs> so uh, it'll be exciting to see if, 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 if I win. Uh, but then the next night we play the Clippers at home, which is just yep. weird. We go on the road and come back home and play the Clippers at home. It feels like a road game. Yeah, that is weird. So we're going to back to get back against a tough team. Saturday, Bulls, another tough game. One night off in between, but at home. The T-Wolves are home. The Suns are home. We have a nice little homestand. Then on Friday, we go on the road to the Pistons before the next night coming home to face who? To San Antonio? Yeah, the Spurs. Yeah, that's weird. What the fuck is up with that? Do you know how many days off both the Clippers and the Spurs get before facing us on the second night of a back-to-back? Two. Three. Whoa. Three days off, both of them. The fuck? Yeah, that's tough. So just when you watch those games, guys, it's just, again, when you watch the Clippers on Thursday, when you watch the Spurs on Saturday, the Saturday after next, uh, just, just, just remember that because I need, I need to remind myself of that because, Maddie, you know I'm going to be uh, in a bad So you place. don't freak out and if they have a bad game. Exactly. Because they don't have it in a, exactly. uh, all that crap it, you were it, saying it, earlier. Exactly. It, it is okay. It is okay uh, uh, to freak out. <laughs> or not, not it's okay to not freak out. It's okay to make excuses. Is all I'm going to say. All okay, right, good. There we all go. Right. So you happy now? I am. All right, Maddie. So since we last did this podcast, as I said, the Browns season the Browns season finally ended. And Maddie, you know what that means, right? What's that, Patty? Bring out Kidd. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Bring out your dead, Maddie. Ray Farmer. Bye bye. Dead. Mike Petton. Uh, sorry, Mikey. Dead. Mike Lombardi. Still dead. Still dead. Joe Banner. Still. Still wow. dead. Still dead, and getting paid. <laughs> oh, that's right. But but Maddie, what will become of Billy Manziel and Justin Gilbert? And, and the $2 million per catch man, Dwayne Bowe. Mm. Well, we're not going to find out right away. That's for Big Daddy Hugh Jackson. And swings, and swings a big bat, Paul de, Paul de Podesta, to figure out. Uh, but I think it's and all... And Sashi Brown. What's that? And Sashi Brown. Yeah, Sashi Brown. I, 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 had no, I had no nickname for him. I just... He doesn't need one. I guess not. Big Daddy, Swiss Big Daddy, Big Bat, and uh, Money Man, Sashi Brown. Does that make sense? Uh, he's a salary cap guy. He was. Now he's everything. Exactly. Anyway, that's for uh, that's for those guys to say. And uh, it, it's safe to say, uh, I think these guys are all these guys, meaning Manziel, Gilbert, Bo, are all on life support. And the Browns will put them out of their misery very soon. Uh, though there's uh, maybe with the exception of Gilbert. There's some distant hope, I think, also that we can harvest Billy's football's organs and sell them to Jerry Jones, maybe. Possibly. Seventh round pick. I mean, obviously we're not gonna. Uh, uh, obviously. Considerations. Late round draft pick. Obviously we're not gonna sell his liver. No one's gonna buy that. Oh, Patty. Hey. He says. Uh, his, he says he drinks the scotch. I'm excited to have an adult in charge. Which adult? You, Jackson, De Podesta. Sashi um, Brown? Deepa Desta, Sashi Brown. I, I think those guys are going to behave like adults at least. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I, 
You know, I I I I, I reference this to our friends on our email list. Um, as I try to hold it for this this podcast, but it was, it, we 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 took too long to get it going. I I'm I'm optimistic. I I'm not on the uh, the negative bandwagon here. Um, no, I first, like every, I like all everything they've done so far. Honestly, first of all, what could we fucking possibly get in the standard format? What what can we get in in a a traditional GM? What traditional GM worth his fucking salt would come to the goddamn Browns? Yeah, no one. We would get the worst of the fucking worst. Just like the last two like coaching rounds we tried to run, where everyone came and had big talks with us. We're like, see you, fuckers. You guys suck. I don't want to deal with this. Uh, I thought this was a smart fucking move, and I feel like it was a long process where he was like, he realized what a laughing stock we are. What a, what also like not exciting destination Cleveland is. No offense, I love my fucking hometown, but you know, people don't want to come here. Uh, here, I say. Uh, go, go there, um, since neither you or nor I live there um, anymore. Uh, so it's it's this made sense to me to like at least excite potential talent to come here. And two, it might pay off. Who knows? I, I we can't do any worse, honestly, than what we've been doing the last two or three years. Correct. Can can we? No. I, I, I hate I hate to tempt the fates, but no, we cannot, Patty. This I, I like I like these hires I like where they're going I know uh, some people have, are worried about analytics and that you can't you can't measure heart with an algorithm or whatever bullshit people say I think that's a gross misunderstanding of what yeah analytics is. but Matt but Matt to get to one of our friends uh, uh, Uncle Granty uh, uh, had a good critique I thought uh, pointing out some of the, the shortcomings of analytics for football what, what are your takes on that. I don't think he pointed out realistic shortcomings oh, in analytics. Who was it? Who I think was some it? other people did about sample size and all that stuff. I thought that was I thought it was Grant. Sorry, never mind. No, I think Grant just said the line about how you can't measure heart with an algorithm, and that 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 bothered me. Mm. Um, oh, fighting words. Um, <laughs> no, I th- I mean the the example I gave was the best one, which is that they commissioned a hundred thousand dollar study to to evaluate the quarterbacks in the two thousand fourteen draft. Yeah, I told them to take Teddy Bridgewater number one, Derek Carr number two, Blake Bortles number three, and red flag John Johnny Manziel is do not draft. And we drafted him, and we went ahead and threw that hundred thousand dollars in the garbage and drafted him anyway, right? Like, what could be more Browns than that? Dumb. We ignored what the what objective analysis said and went with our hearts because mm-hmm. you can't measure you can't measure heart. Uh, you can measure if somebody's going to be a decent football player, apparently, though, because we would have been better with any of those three quarterbacks right now Yeah, than we are. I would mu- I'd take Bridgewater. I would take Carr. I would take Bortles, any of them, over, mm-hmm. over Johnny Manziel. That was stupid of us yep. to take him. Uh, I thought it at the time. It was correct. We knew it. We had the analytics that told us to do it, but we just decided to ignore them. So that's what I mean by adults are in charge. Yeah. Um, at least that's 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 what I I hope. It seems like they're on the same page. At least I mean, you know, one of our and friends- more importantly, that's a good point, Pat. That there's a that there's a analytics can get blown and are worthless if you're not willing to execute on them. And that's from top to bottom in the organization, right? You have to have a manager that buys into the ideas, and or a coach, excuse me, that buys into the ideas on some level. Um, 
and that clear, Farmer and Petten, for whatever bullshit stories at the beginning that they were on the same page, were not on close to the same page with stuff. No, no. Farmer gave him so many players and, and, and Petten, you know, I, 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 clearly Farmer grades out lower on my list than, than Petten does. I yes, Pet, on everybody's Pet, list. Petten, Petten gets a C, you know, maybe a B minus at most. The best, uh, sorry, best uh, uh, farmer gets an F on all grades. Yes, uh, and Petten was making do with a shit sandwich, and and, and I, I feel bad for him. I, I, I want him to succeed somewhere. He's going to succeed somewhere. He, I, I feel like he can be a good coach if he can learn how to fucking manage his goddamn timeouts. But anyway, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that we're we're, we're buying into the, the analytics in particular. Uh, our, our friend uh, Dave Deming pointed out that uh, this might just be Haslam trying to consolidate power. I'm like, what the fuck does Haslam have to do to consolidate power? He fucking overrode the entire operation to draft Manziel. Yeah. He can do what the fuck he wants. I think he might actually be learning from that mistake and, and putting the analytics guys in charge. I think he might be doing a mea culpa of, hey, my bad, I really fucked up. I, 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 I blew this up. Um, and I'm not going to say Farmer's not to blame because I fucked them up. Farmer has demonstrated in other ways that he's not you know, uh, 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 fit for the job. Yes. So this this to me seems to be like a real plan. Yeah. I don't know, but, but I, I'm you know you know I'm 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 inclined to optimism, except when I despair. But yeah, no, I listen. This we're a long way from being a halfway decent football team, mm-hmm. uh, but this feels like a reasonable start to me, and that is encouraging. Also, I thought I saw on Twitter just before we started that they really think that Ray Horton's going to come and be the defensive coordinator. I think that's great, man. I do too. Holy shit! For, I mean, I mean, first of all, I, take a step back from Ray Horton. How about fucking Hugh Jackson? Yeah, his fucking press conference, the way he's been like, the way he talks, the way he's been like drumming up like excitement. Like, dude, that guy. I, I, you want to go to battle for that guy? I do. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all in on Hugh Jackson. I don't even give a shit what his his <laughs> background is. Like, I. I mean, I'm I'm the asshole that's like into uh, charisma, like because I loved uh, uh, Mike Pettin just based upon his mean mugging, right? I mean, I seriously, I give him a, I mean, at least fifty percent of my my uh, affinity for Mike Pettin was based on his mean mugging because I loved it. I just thought it was great. I loved his his slogans, "Play the Brown," which got like you know obviously more pathetic as the the team got more pathetic. But I like I like what he was trying to do when he started out. It was just good. You can see guy. I mean, the team responded to him in the first year. They kind of faded in the second year because the results weren't there. Yep. And he kept making bad mistakes. He clearly made mistakes throughout the first year and the second year. Hugh, Hugh has more experience. Hugh has been a head coach before. Hugh doesn't give a fuck. You can tell by the last quotes he gave as the head coach of the Raiders. when he Oh, was that was like, great, wasn't it? Oh, man. It was like, oh, this is what's bad about him. This was bad about him. I'm like, you know what? This was fucking boss about him. Yeah. No, I like that too. I agree with he you. He just said, this shit ain't going to fucking happen while I'm the head coach of this fucking team. Yeah. I'm going to take more control of this fucking team. I'm going to make sure this bullshit does not happen. Like, it was like, damn. Like, th- that's what I want in a guy. As a player, if, you know, if you tend to play, you know, organized sports, uh, you know, like that, that's what you want in a guy and a leader. 
you want a guy who's going to be, you know, inspirational, but also angry, you know, not just like, you know, a hostile psychopath, but, you know, a guy who is inspirational, but like, just, just like, fucking, hey, we're going to fucking, you know, take care of business. This guy's, this guy's exciting. And what I also love, so we got, we got, you know, black head coach, Ray Horton, black defensive coordinator, Sashi Brown, black chief executive, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I love, I love what's going on. In Brownstown. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm, I'm happy with all of it. What do you think it means? Uh, I know we're pushing time now. Um, eh, it's all we're, we're well beyond it. <laughs> Let's write this off, Maddie. What do you think is going to happen with our offensive line? All right. Um, I think Joe Thomas. I mean, whatever. Witherbork, Joe Thomas. Where's he going to go? He's he's under contract. He's going to stay, and I think he's going to be happy. I think I think I think it's gonna be happy because he's he just he he hates blowing things up, but he just wants competency. And if Hugh Jackson can provide that, Joe Thomas is gonna be happy. He's got like three, four years left of top condition. Well, two maybe certainly top condition before right. of like. There's an four. argument to trade him, right? Yeah, I think honestly, you're not gonna get good return on Joe Thomas ever. You trade him if you get a first round draft pick for him. Hmm. Not this year or next year. It depends who from. Depends who from. Because Matty, who are you gonna replace him with? I, I, if you don't have a left Matt, tackle, back up. I agree. You probably have to take take a take a, a left tackle maybe with that pick. Yeah. So, like, what are you gonna do? I, I just, I just I, mean that left tackle would be twenty-two years old versus whatever. Oh, oh, just now thirty-one years old, thirty-two years old. Agreed. You have to do it before the season. You can't do it mid-season. Well, I guess you can do it mid-season if we're terrible and we're doing destroyed. No, 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 no. I'm suggesting that they do it now. Oh no! Now is too early. I feel like. Um, because who are we gonna get from? How high up in the draft is that guy gonna be? Joe Thomas got the third pick of the draft, for God's sakes. True. You'd think it would likely be a cont- uh, contender. Exactly, right? It's going to be a Denver-type team, right? A guy with a high draft pick. Right, so what if you could get more? What if you could get a first and a third for him? I think, first of all, you got two more years of Joe Thomas being uh, a Pro Bowl left tackle, right? I- at least. I think I think at least two more years. They may be t- I mean, maybe that's optimistic. Two more years of him. Point being – you don't sell low. You sell fucking high. You sell high to a team that's a likely high, you know, top ten, top fifteen draft pick. You got to get a great, a great. I don't think, high but pick. I don't think teams that are in that position would trade for him. I think you're looking at a contender, a lower round first draft pick. That's true. Else. No, that's true. That's true. I'm just saying, just, just that'll be an interesting sign of what because analytics would probably tell you to do that. That he's going to start to break down. The tackles at this age do less and less and less and less. It's smart to trade him at that point. Just, how you know, how old know. is he? How old is he? I mean, I think he was drafted when my wife graduated college, which means he should be there. So he's like 31. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't have the information in front of me about how tackles age. I would think they age pretty well. Yep, you're right, 31. But maybe not. Um, anyways, it's just something to look for and, and, and interesting to see how they are thinking about constructing their roster. I, just feel, I just feel like we have two more years with them. I feel like 33 is not too old for, an old, for our offensive tackle. I feel like offensive tackles certainly like – why do I feel this way? 
I don't know, but that's what analytics asks you to do, Grant, is rather than just feel the <laughs> yeah, you do some research and look into how it actually happens in the real world. I feel like we have two more years of Joe Thomas at his best. Uh, and and we can squeeze two more years out of that at above average, right? Right. So so yeah, trading him now, you, you he's at his highest value now. That's interesting. Uh, I would not be just something to watch. The way the way it's going to happen, but it's the way, it's the way you describe this to me makes me think maybe, maybe I would be okay with this. It'd have to be a number one pick, maybe, uh, maybe, and maybe plus something else too. I'm just—it's possible. You know, if it'd be much easier if uh, the you know offensive line movie picked in the last year's draft was. Uh, yeah, wouldn't that be nice if he was, was starter quality? Was was anything less than a disaster? Jesus. Yeah. Um, fucking legacy. Not not full full disclosure. That's who I want us to draft. I wanted us to draft. No, it seemed good at the time, but again, I have no idea how to evaluate college football players. De- so. Denny Shelton and what the fuck's his name again? I've already forgotten his name. That's how bad Cameron it is. Irving. Cameron Irving. Cameron Irving and Denny Shelton. That was exactly what I wanted us to draft. That was my that was my 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 wish. I got my wish, and I'm so sad. <laughs> I take it back. I don't just just. Oh God, they suck. They suck so bad, Matty. Um, but yeah, Max probably gone, right? You would think so. I, I, unless, unless, unless Hugh Jackson gets to him. Cause where, where, where's he going? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, you could argue he, he he's did, overpaid. He, he's, he, he is did not have a good year. Last year. Teams are getting smarter about not overpaying for them. Did Mac have a Pro Bowl year, Matty? He did not. He didn't make the Pro Bowl? I don't think so. Did he? I thought he might have anyway. I thought, thought Joe Thomas was the, was the only guy that made the Pro Bowl. Gary Barnage didn't make it as an alternate yet? <laughs> I feel like he did, but... I mean, that would be it. it. You know, it'll be... I, I'm very interested to see what they do from here on out. How they handle their... This will, you know, whatever. It's the most exciting time of year for a Browns fan, right? The off season, this yeah, off season, exciting. Woo! But I oh, think we'll, I think we'll listen. start to know right away what they're thinking and how they handle Joe Thomas will be a, a leading indicator to me. No, it, it looks like you're right. It looks like he did get like to the Pro Bowl this year. I thought so. Uh, he didn't have a good year. I, I felt like he was. This is a bad year for him. It's it crazy for everybody. It's crazy for the Browns to get two offensive linemen. In the Pro Bowl, given how bad our offensive line was, I, this, isn't it? Doesn't it, quite add up. I don't quite understand that. Batonio really had a regressing. He really regression. had a disappointing right. year. That was rough. Just Schwartz apparently is the best right tackle in football. I, Still great out that way by the end of the season. There's no way. I, I don't know, but he was great by halfway through the season. And he was, I. For the eye test, fucking awful. Yeah, no, I was not not impressed with him. I I think Travis Benjamin resigns with us. Uh, uh, I mean, although I don't know, honestly, Hugh Jackson made a couple of comments about how fucking short our receiving core is, uh, which is nice, refreshing repudiation. Uh, at the same time, 
I again, I don't know who's going to be super psyched about Travis Benjamin. Maybe they will. You know, I think it's fifty fifty whether he comes back, but I think I think we might come back. Um, Maddie, uh, do you draft anybody but Jared Goff for the number two pick? Again, I mean, I know so little about college football these days that it's I'm I'm not a great uh, person to ask, but I think you. I don't know. I um. Maybe I won't contradict what I said before. I've I've said that you should not take a, uh, a quarterback at the top of the draft because just the opportunity cost of the other top talent that's a more sure thing there mm-hmm. isn't worth it. That you might as well just stockpile them later. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure enough about the depth of quarterbacks in this draft to tell you that. But you could talk me into taking if a quarterback up there is. 50% a sure thing, I might rather get a 90-something percent sure thing in another position of need. Hmm. My whole thing is... But that's is, just my general philosophy. Yeah, my problem is, like, I, I, I don't know how sure the things are at the top of the draft, honestly. I mean... Yeah, that's, that, that's fair. Running backs, Trent Richardson, Courtney Brown... Are, well, are, nobody's taking high, running backs up high anymore. Courtney Brown... Oh, highest freakish talent. Highest. This is our highest draft pick since Courtney Brown, Maddie, as you point out. Oh yeah. Uh, the. I mean, uh, even like who did Jadavian uh, Clowney has not been like you know lights out. No, nah, he's been hurt though. Yeah, but again, that it's a thing. It's like I don't know. A quarterback is such. A, a dominantly important position in football. It makes a bad team good. You, you, I think I, I'm with our friend Dave Deming that you have to just keep rolling the fucking dice to get it. Just keep wasting top top five picks until you. Get yes, one. because honestly, wasting picks on 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 position players doesn't help you either. Well, how you're wasting. Are you? I agree. Wasting them doesn't make any sense. But if your hit rate is higher for other positions than it is for quarterback. And I don't know that that's true. I'm speaking in pure speculation here. But if that is true, then why not wait, especially if the hit rate for quarterbacks lower in the draft is just as high? Uh, and again, I don't know that that's true. I mean, I all, know, what, I, I, were I, I, all the quarterbacks – how many of the quarterbacks in the last round of the playoffs were first-round picks? Uh, Six? Russell Wilson was not – but I think all, were all the rest – I don't know. Roethlisberger, Manning. Oh, I will, Brady was. I, I will say, oh. with, with with an LX team in place, I'm a little bit more accepting of outside the box thinking, even though I'm nervous about it. My my thing with Derek Goff is that I, I I read a couple two articles, and that's all I need. I'm convinced. <laughs> that's 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 my GM work. Yeah, you don't need an algorithm. You read two articles. I read two articles, Maddie. Did you read two articles about Jared Goff? I don't I think so. About I did it. not think so. So clearly, I, I, I am the authority here, Maddie. So listen up. Uh, no. But, um, uh, you know, I, I read these two articles. Just They were good articles. They were like, uh, uh, you know, Zach Lowe type articles that have like the, the, the visual demonstrations of what they're talking about. And... I, I saw a lot of good stuff in Jared Goff. Jared Goff has, does not have a good team, one. The Carolina, you know, sorry, the, the University of Carolina Bears are terrible, right? No, 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 no NFL marquee talent there. 
Um, you know, they'll have some NFL players, but not like top draft picks. Um, and the fact that he was able to stand out was based upon his technique. He has I, – I, I'll send this to our friends. If I can, you know, not be an asshole, I'll, I'll put it on our, our podcast uh, uh, comments list, links to these articles. But um, there's a great Monday morning quarterback article, Monday morning quarterback article about this, and um, another article I can't remember where from, but I'll find it. Um, one shows how he has the um, uh, chop feet. I, I never heard that before, but he chops his feet, so he's constantly like 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 stamping his feet so that he is constantly moving his feet to be in position. So the minute he has to throw, his feet are in position, which is like not a really common thing for quarterbacks to get, apparently. Okay. Um, so you see it a lot in guys like uh, uh, Andrew Luck, uh, you know, and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Now, they have better arms. They have uh, more quick releases, but – when I watched the video, I was like, you know what? He's right. I don't see quarterbacks doing this in college. I don't see quarterbacks doing this in the NFL, frankly. Um, and when he throws the ball, he's always just miraculously in this robotic position to throw the ball well, right? So that helps his accuracy. And it helps the fact that he's not that super fast or mobile, but the point being that even when guys are coming at him, if he, if he, he sees an opening, he's already in position to throw the ball. And to me, just like the, the Monday morning quarterback article made this really explicitly clear. This guy's a scout. He's a scout saying this is not a really common talent. The, the downside on him is that he's small. The, like, like the best comparison to him was that he is um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers had two to three years to like bulk up uh, on the bench. This guy's not as big as Aaron Rodgers right now, but he could be. He's got the frame for it, but he's not like as you know, old and, and bulked up for it. Well, that doesn't really worry me so much. To take, to take the hits, exactly. I'm like, eh, I feel like Hugh Jackson could kind of protect this guy. And, you know, we'll not, you know, you know we'll, if Hugh Jackson drafted this guy, this guy had that kind of talent. Jesus Christ, man. So, bottom line, uh, I don't see us drafting anyone else besides Jared Goff. If we do, I'm going to be upset. I'm just going to guarantee be upset. Even if it's a kid from Memphis? Oh, oh, especially if that's a kid from Memphis. That kid is the next uh, uh, fucking bust. Uh, who's the guy who played for the Chargers that was terrible? Played for the Chargers on this? Ryan Leaf? Yeah. That, that's sort of how I feel about him. He He's just not ready. He's got that, like, all, all he's got all of the old school scout attributes. Uh, and just none of the metrics. Just, I don't like him. I don't like him at all. Fair enough. Not a fan. So, yeah, no, we have to draft quarterback number two, I feel like. I, 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 it's a mistake if we do anything else. Uh, but uh, we'll, see, we'll see how the process, capital T, capital P, goes with the, our, our, our number guys. Um, but I, you know what? Fuck it. The, uh, the Browns have been nothing but horrible since they came back. So I, I, I'm willing to trust my team. What's left of it, uh, in a bunch of numbers, guys, money ball guys. So I, I'm, I'm all on board. You? All right. Something to be excited about, Patty. Something to be excited about with the Browns. It's exciting. 
Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Uh, that does it for the uh, Cleveland Sports Hour Extra. Yeah, we, uh, we, 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 have, we did not meet our, meet our target tonight. Uh, I, I mostly take the blame for that, but I think you share the blame too. We, we, I, we share, you share equal blame, not, not so much in terms of, you know, time speaking. Clearly I'm about 80, 20 to you, but, uh, in terms of the amount of time between podcasts that necessitate so much conversation. That's true. I'll take equal blame for that. Yes. 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 You, you and I both. Had to renege on 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 two occasions. So, uh, Maddie, until next time. Hopefully next next time sooner. Yeah, sooner for sure. This is Maddie and Patty saying. Well done, buddy. All right, you too.